That's right. Somebody said Merry Christmas to somebody. Amen. That's what we're here for. And that's what we're celebrating. Good morning, church. It is good to see you this morning. And let me, let me just say, this Advent season has been very, very special. We've had awesome music. The services have been great. And uh, we've been in a, ser- uh, a series that's drawn a lot of attention and, and anticipation. Again, not only are we pumped about what's going to happen Wednesday night, Thursday, but I want to say we're really in a season of Advent as we move into 2015. Some great things are going to happen in the life of Martha Bowman Church. One of those is in the middle of February, we're going to open up, reopen a refreshed historic sanctuary. And, and so, yeah, some of you are pumped about that. And, uh, and that's awesome because, uh, you know, God... God inhabits our praise in different settings. That's a special one as well as this setting. And so there's a lot of anticipation for that. It's looking great. I've gotten a pass to go over there and look, and it's going to be super. And so I want to encourage you to be in that season of Advent where those of you who normally worship with us at traditional service, at our traditional services, get ready to invite others to be a part of that. We're going to have some things in 2015 happening here. We're going to have new seating and um, new chairs. And we're going to have uh, HD screens, some tweaks to some of the media around us. And it's going to enhance our contemporary service. And so we can anticipate that. Our, our youth, our student ministry area is relocating to what used to be called the reef. It's going to be wide open. Um, and our children's ministry, uh, elementary, more than preschool, is going to kind of take over the youth wing. And it's going to be refreshed. We're going to have new gathering space for fellowship, uh, a, a new elevator, <laughs> and another elevator. And, and so 2015, just in the infrastructure of, of this physical plant is going to bring new things. But I think it's just a first step in what God wants to do in special ways through this church. And so I want to encourage you to get ready for that as well. Well, we're in Advent in terms of the birth of Christ being reborn in us again. And so I want to read the scripture. It comes from John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1. And I'll read that. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. 
He was in the world and through the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh. I want you to read verse 14 with me. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Let's pray together. God, we thank you that you came as one of us to redeem us. And we thank you that you dwelt in our midst, that you might be acquainted with our lives, with our joys, with our grief, and being full of grace and truth, you modeled for us a way to live. Thank you for invading this world and redeeming this world. And thank you that based on the scripture we just read, we have been claimed as children of God because of your arrival and your sacrifice. Let that continue to come alive as we move towards Wednesday night and Thursday morning. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Well, in the book, The Luck of Roaring Camp, there's an excerpt about Roaring Camp. It's a village, an old western village, and it was full of miners. It was rough. I mean, there were thieves and uh, and there was a lot of violence and, and, and murderers in the midst and corruption in that community. All men except one woman, and her name was Cherokee Sal. And she delivered a baby. And in that process, she died. Leaving a baby with a host of helpless men. And so they, they gathered up their rags and they put some things together and they, they, they got an old box and, and they quickly realized that they were not ready for the arrival of this gentle, fragile, forever altering, life-altering invader, a precious little girl. You see, during Advent, during these weeks of Advent, we've been invited to explore what one child... The infant Christ can do in terms of what we long for and how we can find our lives changed. We've asked the question, what I really want for Christmas, what I really want for Christmas, what is it that we really want for Christmas? Uh, this is a season where uh, we, we celebrate that lists can be made, uh, that Children can sit on Santa's knee, that parents listen closely and try to respond in terms of lists created for that special day. And it speaks to really something deeper, a longing. And our culture has done a good job of manipulating us into some artificial, if you would, 
wants that are perceived as needs. And, and so it's, it's a season of answering that question. And we answered it the first week of Advent. All I really want is someone to rescue me. And you heard a story about Anthony getting locked on a balcony and needing help. He needed rescuing. And thankfully, Emma entered his life and there's a rescuer for you. And, 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 and so then, then we have, uh, we need a family. All I really want is a family. And we have that, don't we? In the church, in the body of Christ. Well, today I want to suggest to you that deep down inside, one of the cravings, one of the cryings of our soul, one of the longings is that we wish for someone to come. We long for someone to show up in our loneliness. I mean, just ask the elderly woman who is shut in, who is homebound, who can go nowhere. Ask her, is your wish that someone would come? Or what about the, the spouse that is in the States and, and she's wondering about, or he's wondering, either one, about their loved one in the theater of war and they want them to come back. Their wish this Christmas for those who support those who are in harm's way want their loved one to return whole and alive. They want someone to come back. Ask the penitent and remorseful inmate who's been incarcerated for years and the parole board has denied him and denied him and denied him. And he wonders, will he be forgotten? Will he rot away? God has forgiven his sin. Will the government and the victims? Oh, that someone would come to the prison. That's what he's wishing for. What about the orphan in Haiti that's been left in the streets having not a clue what the next day will hold and wondering will someone claim him or her as their child? What about that family this week who's active in our church. They had someone come that was uninvited and it was a violent scene. They were not home. It's a family, a married couple. They have three children, very active in our children's ministry. Someone kicked in the back door while they were gone and stole all the presents under the tree, stole the computers, the digital pictures of memory. Violence came to their door. Theft entered their house. But they saw you come. They were longing for someone to help. There was the law enforcement folks that came. But you showed up. All those presents will be replaced. Because you came. All I want for Christmas is for someone to come. 
When I was on St. Simon's, I was the pastor there, and it was a really tough life. It was a tough mission. And, um, and while I was there, uh, we responded. I was proud of them because that island gets a little insulated in terms of the real world. And, and Hurricane Katrina hit. And, you know, we said, you know, we are so blessed here. We've got to respond. And so about 12 of us headed to Pascagoula, Mississippi, right there on the coast. And we were able to respond uh, to some families, poor families, uh, that basically had lost just about everything. And, and we worked primarily on, on one house. And there was a team that preceded us that came in and, and shored up, if you would, the, uh, the stud work and the, and the floor joists and the subflooring. And our job was to go in and put up the sheetrock and paint. And, and I remember this older woman and it was her home it's all she had and it was very very modest and she said we prayed and she looked at the team we prayed someone would come and God answered our prayer you came we knew you would all I really want for Christmas is for someone to come. A friend of mine lost his mother a couple of years ago. She died, and, and the funeral was going to take place, and I was serving nearby, so it wasn't a problem for me to go to the visitation and to the service itself. But another of our buddies, friends, a guy that lives up in Ohio, well, Sam called him from middle Georgia to Ohio and said, look, just want to let you know mom died. You knew her. Um, and we're going to have the service. And he said, look, I'm going to give you a choice. He said, I can come now, but because of my schedule, I'm only going to be able to visit a few minutes at the visitation. I'm only going to be able to go to the service. I'm not going to be able to spend any time with you. And so I can come now, or I can come a little later and spend two, three, four days with you. And Sam said, I don't really care as long as you come. You see, that's a message for us in Christ is the wonderful thing is the Holy Spirit has allowed us to minister to people and we don't have to say anything. All we have to do is show up. Isn't that the first step in success in just about anything is showing up? So all I really want for Christmas, that longing within all of us is for, for someone to come. Can you imagine what the Jews, what the Israelites must have felt as they longed for a Messiah? They had been held in captivity in exile under Babylon. They had been held now in Roman captivity they had longed for a Messiah. They had prayed for a Messiah. They were hoping that the Messiah would be militant in nature, but they knew that they needed a Redeemer. And while they got part of it wrong, they got part of it right, and that longing within them was, oh, when is he going to come? When is this long expectant Messiah going to show up? As we heard the narration last Sunday in a beautiful way, Jewish women, young women, longed to know, am I going to be the one 
to bear the Messiah. And so there was an expectancy. It's interesting, the word Advent means awaiting for one that is coming. That's what we've been about. And Jesus, the great news for us is as we've read in the scripture today, Jesus came. He entered a lowly stable in a humble village. And yet John simply says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we've seen his glory, the glory of one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. Why did he, why did he come? How is it that he felt like he needed to come? Well, he, he came to be one of us. He entered into our lives. He stepped into our world. He wrapped himself in our wounded flesh and entered our violent world. Leaving the throne of glory behind. He still came. And the scripture tells us that he came to give light. John says, look, I'm not the one true light. There's one that follows me that's even greater. And he will truly be for us the light of the world. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Emmanuel. O come, O come, Emmanuel, to us the path of knowledge show and teach us in her ways to go. He came as one of us to lead us. But even more than that, he saved us. He redeemed us. He forgave us. All in the fact that he showed up. And so as we move towards Christmas Eve, that's Wednesday night, right? And uh, Thursday morning, Christmas Day. How do we get ready? Is it too late, Tim, to get ready for one to come again? You see, that's the beauty, is Jesus came, he's eternal. He was, he is, and he will be forevermore. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He came, he comes again. That's our ultimate hope, isn't it? That he'll one day return again. But he's still coming. Are we ready to make room for him? Well, there's a couple of ways we can do that, and I want to suggest those to you. And one is to listen for his coming. I like what Ann Voskamp says. She says, I want a Christmas that whispers Jesus. I want a Christmas that whispers Jesus. Help me move away from the clutter and the distraction and the commercialization of all of it, and let me hear the name Jesus. And so that means we've got to be attentive. Are you making those times to be attentive? One of those times for me is getting up a little earlier than everybody else during Advent, during this season, 
The tree is lit. The decorations are around. There's no movement in the house. It's still dark. The sun hadn't come up. I'm drinking my coffee, and I'm just enjoying the sights. Ellen and our musicians have helped us. Anthony, Ashley have helped us with the sounds. And so it's important to be intentional to, to listen, but also to look. Because sometimes we overlook that which is the obvious. Conrad the Cobbler. The story is told of a, a noble man, a virtuous man, who was a cobbler, and, and on Christmas Eve, he had a dream. It stirred him so. Christ said, I'm coming to visit you on Christmas Day in your shop. I will see you. So he woke up on Christmas morning, and he was excited. He was <laughs> anticipating seeing the real Christ on Christmas Day. And so Christmas Eve had passed. He had had the dream. Christmas Day came. And there was a feeble old man who walked along the snow-covered sidewalk. He was weary. And Conrad saw him through the window. He stepped through the door and said, Are you okay? He said, I need a place to rest, for I am tired. And Conrad took him in sat him by the fire. He had already fixed the cattle because he was expecting Christ. He wanted to be prepared for the guests that day. And so here is this old feeble man. And he gives him some warm beverage, feeds him, warms him, and then the man shows his thanks and leaves. Not long after that, there was a wounded soldier who was hobbling in the street. Conrad couldn't miss that, and so he opened the door and said, do you need help? Sure enough, the soldier walked over. Conrad sat him down, and he washed his wounded leg that was blood-soaked, and with linens, he wrapped his calf. He, too, gave him something warm to consume. The soldier was cared for, and he left. A young mother with an infant. All she had was rags. She, too, was at a distance. He could see her. By this time, he was up and moving and going, and so he reached out to her and said, Can I help you? And she said, My husband died of a fever days ago. We've been evicted. We could not cover the rent. I have been put into the street. I have been left here. I'm homeless. He said, please come. He sat her down. He gave her soup and bread. He wrapped her in blankets. She said, I'm trying to get to the next village where my parents live, and I will live with them. And so he hooked up his cart to his horse. And he carried her to the next village. But on the way back, he was tearful. He was sad. Jesus, I thought you were going to come see me today. I thought you were going to visit with me. 
you said you would meet me. And he heard a voice come back to him saying, Oh, I did. I was that feeble old man, and you cared for me. I was that wounded soldier, and you helped heal me. I was that young mother with a child, and you got me to where I needed to go. Remember? Do you remember? I said, when you do it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. You see, if we're not careful, we'll miss Christ in Christmas. And it very well may be in the face of someone who is in need right before us. And then finally, to listen, to look, to be perceptive, and to let him into your heart. In some ways, that may be the hardest part. There's an old gospel song that says, Into my heart, into my heart, Lord Jesus, come in today, come in to stay. One woman I know said, that's the hardest part, is helping Jesus feel like he can stay. <laughs> Are we willing to accommodate and make ready the birth of Jesus anew because we know deep down inside that's really our wish when it all comes down to it our wish is for Jesus to come coming anew in us well those miners in roaring camp didn't quite know what to do they they struggled I mean here was this infant and they they laid the infant in dirty rags in an old box, and they realized this is not going to work. And so one of them traveled off and got a, a rosewood cradle. It was beautiful, handcrafted. And they said, ah, we placed the child in there, but they saw the filthy rags. So one of them said, I'm going to Sacramento. I'm going to go get some silk and linens. Brought it back, and they adorned the inside of the rosewood cradle with cloth that was pure and beautiful and soft. And one of them said, you know, this floor is filthy. <laughs> they got on their hands and knees and began to scrub the floor. Another one said, these walls look hideous. And then they began to paint the walls. And then they looked at each other and said, look at us. And the general store ran out of soap and hand towels. And they had to give up their fighting and brawls. You see, one life that comes can change everything. Are you willing to be changed? If you are, that's what we call a merry Christmas. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you that this Christmas you have not hid yourself from us. You have shown yourself. You have come out of your disguise. And we see you all about us. And so we ask you to enter into our hearts. Bring change 
to us and help us to bring change to our world as we share the good news of great joy to all the people. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Amen.